It's really awesome when somebody has done their research. This is what we sound like. Uh -huh. We would love to work with you. We love that you represent these bands. They know about our company, but they also are doing their own thing. If they're coming at us and they go, we sound like ABBA meets Black Sabbath, we'll be like, let's listen to that fucking shit. But do not send uh, downloadable music. Thank yeah. you. you know, that, no. It's got to be streaming. You and know? get it on disco. Yeah, that'd be super That'll dope. That'll put you way ahead. I always notice those ones. We yeah. are looking for one stop. We are looking for the easy, clear stuff. Give us something yeah. that you're really committed to. Don't try to do 10 genres just because you think you're going to get more placement. All the bands that crush with sync aren't writing songs to the sad doctor scene. Mm. They're just writing great songs mm -hmm. and they win. Episode is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a distribution service that can get your music into all the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram. Over a million artists have used DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I've used DistroKid to get my music out, distribute some of my songs. As you know, as I look into all of these distribution services, I test them out. And DistroKid is great. They offer a ton of features, annual fee unlimited uploads and you keep a hundred percent of your royalties check out districtkid.com what's going on welcome to the new music business i'm your host ari herstand author of how to make it in the new music business the book third edition coming very soon. Look out for that. Today, my guests are Lyle Heisen and Cairo Wendell of Bank Robber Music. They are a sync licensing company, and we talk everything sync this episode. Uh, now, Bank Robber, if you're unfamiliar, if you're unfamiliar, let me just say this. If you're unfamiliar with Bank Robber Music, you don't work in sync because pretty much everyone in sync knows Bank Robber Music. They are one of the longest standing, most reputable sync agencies in the space. Uh, they've been around for, gosh, just about 20 years or so, and um, they worked on campaigns, national ad campaigns for every uh, company out there, Gatorade, Reese's, One Bank, uh, BP, you name it, Facebook, they've probably done it. They they do TV shows, they play songs in TV shows and movies and uh, on all the major networks. Um, so they have a hand in a lot of what you're watching. You might not know their work, but you've definitely seen it. And uh, if you've ever watched a TV show or a movie, or seen a commercial, or been scrolling Instagram and seen an ad there, uh, Bank Robber has most likely touched something in that. In this episode, we specifically talk about what sync agents do, how they work with the music supervisors, what the uh, briefs are these days, meaning what are the music supervisors asking for right now? What are the fees looking like? How much are ad agencies and TV networks and uh, paying for the placements on these uh, shows, how much they're actually paying for these upfront placements, uh, what the bank robber business model is, how they operate, how they get paid, all of that. So if you're interested in sync, this is the episode for you. It's uh, We even get on the topic of Hitler. I don't know how or why, but um, 
yeah, stick around so you can hear why we talk about that. Um, and uh, Harry Styles gets uh, one too many shout outs in this episode as well. Um, we get on on a kick, but it was a lot of fun. I had a, a really great time chatting with both of them. I think you're really going to dig it. Please follow and subscribe and like the show. However you're listening to this right now, if you could just pause it and hit the subscribe or hit the follow button, that really helps. Leave a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That also really helps. I love reading those reviews. If you're watching on YouTube right now, just leave us a comment after the episode. I'd love to hear your takeaways. And if you have a question, I try to get back to the the questions here. And of course, you can follow all of us that make the show happen at Ari's Take on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find me at Ari Herstand on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Bank Robber Music on Instagram and Twitter as well. Keep up with what they're doing. Visit Ari'sTake.com. Get on that email list. Most importantly, get on that email list. That's where we send all the most important information out there. All right, let's Let's kick into the show. Lyle Heisen, Pirate Wendell, welcome to the show. Hiya. Hello. 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 Where are you both based? Where do you live? Where are you coming to me from? Um, I am in Los Angeles. I'm in Highland Park. Beautiful. And Lyle, how about you? Hoboken, New Jersey, baby. All right. Okay, yeah, we got little... both coasts. Yes. And Kyra, we're neighbors. I'm in Los Feliz. Well, not quite neighbors, but uh, not too far away. Yeah, not too so. far at all. Beautiful. Um, so... My audience um, is pretty familiar with the sync licensing realm. We've had on the show previously on the music supervisor side, Jen Malone, who, of course, uh, is a music supervisor for Euphoria and Atlanta and Pitch Perfect and Step Up. Uh, Lindsay Wolfington, who uh, most initially, I would say most famous for One Tree Hill. She placed one of my songs on One Tree Hill. That's kind of how I got my music started in, in sync. Um, but, you know, she's she's now a go-to supervisor. We've had Brian Vickers of Disney on the trailer side, Winslow Bright on the ad side. So we've done a lot talking to music supervisors on kind of how they operate, what they're looking for, and all of that. Um, but I'm really excited to talk to both of you because – when the supervisors are in need of music and they're looking for something and um, or the ad agencies, uh, they oftentimes turn to you, turn to Bank Robber. And uh, if, if uh, you could just kind of give us a breakdown of what Bank Robber is, what Bank Robber does, and uh, even more broadly, what a sync licensing, what a sync licensing agency is and does. Maybe Lila uh, will start off. Okay. I was going to say ladies first, but okay. Age before beauty. Um, uh, bank robber. Um, that was a lot of questions in that one thing. But basically, uh, we represent a bunch of independent labels and artists. Mm-hmm. And um, we pitch their music to film, TV, commercials. Anything that walks and talks, we'll pitch to it. And um, basically, um, we spend our days over here just putting songs into folders and Sending them out, responding to briefs, or uh, sending out records, uh, general mailings. Uh, you know, reaching out to supervisors, see what they're having for lunch. You know, just doing our thing. You know, just uh, get all the music out in front of as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much what we do. You know, that's cool. what syncing to to us is anyway. Kyra, anything you want to add to that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Lyle pretty much covered everything, but when people sort of like ask me, what do I do? And they don't Mm -hmm. really know what it is. I just kind of tell them that I make playlists for a living somewhat (laughs) um, and try to get 
independent artists into TVs and movies and commercials and try to get them to sort of get money that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just paying attention to what's going on with TVs and movies and, Mm. and who's supervising what is a huge Mm. part of the job as well. Cool. Um, You both mentioned a few keywords that I want to touch on and get some explanation on. Um, Lyle, you mentioned make folders respond to briefs. Um, yes. Can you talk about what you mean by folders and how you do go about making that, what those are, and then and then what are briefs? Okay, yeah, see, that's kind of uh, before disco came around. Does everyone know what disco is? That's, uh, should I explain that? I, I, yeah, I can explain disco. Um, disco oh. is... Um, it's a, a kind of a, a streaming service, but it's more private and used for internal use. Uh, it's kind of the go-to gold standard in the sync licensing realm um, for, for uh, I guess, filtering, segmenting, and it's you can make easy playlists with, with streamable and downloadable songs. And all the metadata is baked in there with contact information, lyrics. Um, credits, potentially BPM, and um, other like themes, notes, um, all of that kind of stuff. Is that is that about right? Anything yeah, else yeah. I mean, it's where you house your music. It's where you upload all of your music that you represent, and from there we uh, get to pull mm-hmm. uh, uh, folders from there. You know, make folders of uh, uh, whatever the requests are. Before disco was a lot more of a of a hodgepodge lodge. Uh, I had my brother's kid who was a super nerd at 13 build a, uh, a, uh, one based on flash that I used for like 10 years <laughs> and, uh, it slowly burnt to the ground. And, sure. um, so just at, at the right time, uh, disco came around. So now it's more universal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kyra is our latest hiring and I didn't have to explain to her how to use my for the system that I had. She already worked in a, you know, worked in a company that used Disco, so it was uh, that's been a real, uh, a real game changer for us. So, and then uh, basically, uh, a lot of the times we are sitting here and uh, we'll get a brief. A brief is just like, hey, we need songs for two doctors to cry to in the rain, and uh, we'll be like, well, what kind of doctors are they, and where are they? and what kind of rain is it pouring you know that you know so we have to kind of navigate the landscape of what the brief really means Mm -hmm. and what the reference if there are reference tracks sometimes they're not even reference tracks sometimes it's not even doctors it's just rain you know so it's just a it's kind of i mean i've been doing it for a couple decades i love it i mean it's kind of a gas you know it's a real winning feeling when you actually figure out what these what the supervisors are saying, even though you have mm-hmm. no idea what they're really saying. So, uh, yeah. you know, and the, that's that's kind of the joy. They uh, A lot of the briefs use a lot of the same reference tracks over the years. A lot of reference tracks don't change, you know. So, you know, I'll mm-hmm. still get briefs for things like the sneaker pimps, even though that hasn't been a thing in, hmm. you know, 15 years. Most of the people watching this probably weren't even born when the sneaker pimps were a thing. <laughs> and were they ever really a thing? Um, so, you know, that's, uh, what we do, uh, pitching and cool. bitching. That's what mm-hmm. I like <laughs> Um, and Kyra, you mentioned playlists and I'm assuming that is in disco, but can you kind of expand a little bit on that and how you put playlists together and what your system looks like and just, uh, like pull the, pull the curtain back a little bit on what, what you mean by playlists? 
Yeah, it's so. I mean, playlists and folders are kind of interchangeable when we sort of talk about them. Okay. Um, But the playlists that we make are in response to the briefs that we get. And I like to make my playlists with, or I like to title them with sort of like certain tags that music supervisors a lot. So I can use a lot so I can go Mm. back through them and know that like this song is great for like bouncy tech ads or this has a ominous spooky vibe to it. And so Mm. there is like this language that supervisors use and it's, it's something that you have to get attuned to because we don't get to work to picture that mm-hmm. often. And so language is really important and tagging your music and understanding how this language like defines music is really important in our jobs. When you say you don't work to picture, meaning they're not sending you uh, the, if it's a commercial, they're not sending you the minute long uh, spot and say, put music to this, or they're not sending you the scene of the two doctors crying in the rain of three Mm -hmm. minutes and saying, what song would work for this? They're saying we need something ominous and spooky with female vocals uh, and acoustic guitar or something, right? Yeah, it's really rare that we get pictures. Sometimes we get it and that's sort of lucky and it's its own thing it kind of Mm -hmm. changes the job a little bit um Mm -hmm. so a lot of it is just kind of like deciphering what people mean and Mm -hmm. you get you get better at it as you go along but it is uh it is a different language and i saw that you have um and like you mentioned lyle on your roster you represent a lot of labels publishing companies and artists on your website you just have kind of the the companies that you represent i couldn't find the the individual artists necessarily um speak to that when it comes to being partnering with some of these companies with record labels and publishing companies and how you act as their representative in the sync licensing space okay so with a a lot of the labels um you know, uh, just since I'm an old aging hipster doofus, it was a lot of uh, indie rock labels that were, I've been around for a long time, you know, and uh, so when Bank Robber was started, uh, it was just basically people I already knew who had labels and they would come to us because a lot of the small labels don't have in-house licensing, you know, so they figured they'll have a have us do it for them. It'll be cheaper. I won't need health insurance. You know, they will, they'll have eight people working on it instead of two or mm-hmm. one. And, uh, you know, so, uh, we are generally exclusive to the label that we will work, uh, almost, you know, every release they put out, um, that gets a little dodgy cause, uh, releases have increased, you know, I mean, I think there's a whole, thing now where there's more content because of everyone has ADHD and moves on from product right away. So some of our labels are just vomiting releases and sometimes we can't really even keep up. Mm-hmm. And, um, but mainly we do try to, uh, at least if, if we don't send out every record a label puts out, we'll at least pitch some of the songs from it, you know, cause sometimes they're, their quality control is uh per label is varies you know mm-hmm. sometimes the labels will want to put out songs that sound like vacuum cleaners throwing up and uh <laughs> have very high expectations and licensing for that 
and we'll have to explain to them that that's a very niche market, you know, uh, vacuum cleaner. It's also very offensive to the vacuum cleaners that have eating <laughs> disorders. So we have to not, you know, not offend anybody. So, uh, you know, but basically at this point, you know, so we have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of good indie rock uh, mm-hmm. over the years we've expanded. We do a lot of uh, catalogs of labels, you know, like Delmark or... Uh, Delmark, the uh, blues and jazz label. Yes, blues and jazz label. Um, yes, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And we work with a couple of new, like there's this label called Reminder that does a lot mm-hmm. of new wave from 79 and 80. And so you have Barsook. Uh, uh, Barsook, yeah, yeah. Death Cab for Cutie. We, we had yep. Jordan Curlin, Death Cab's manager on the show as oh, well. Cool. Um, that's great. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Barsook's one of my OG bank robber labels. You know, yeah. it's one of the out of the gate. So um and then, uh, you know, uh, there should be on the website, I haven't really looked, there should be a, a, just a disc that says other artists, which is just artists okay. that we pick up. Mm. And um, that's more of where we try to go into the world of filling the void of for briefs that we don't have, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of how we met, you know, it's like we... The, in the, in the licensing landscape has changed enough that it's a lot of electronic pop and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, female driven pop and a lot of pop and we don't have a lot of snap, crackle or pop. So we try to uh, <laughs> pick up on that as much as possible to um, fill that void because we're getting a lot of those briefs. You know, it's yep. frustrating if, you know, it was great when everybody wanted stuff that sounded like Death Cab for Cutie and not a surf because that's what we had. But right. so now everybody wants you know, um, I don't know. So I don't Tucker, want to say, right. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, that is an excellent example, you know, and, uh, and that goes on and on and on. So we try to pick up, that's how we pick up others individually. Gotcha. And when it comes to, uh, because you represent some labels and you also on the other side represent some publishing companies, can you explain, um, uh, how you go about clearing, the songs either before you're pitching the supervisors or if they come to you for one of the songs, because just to break it down, I mean, labels have one set of rights, which is for the master rights on uh, a recording, but you also need to clear the publishing rights uh, on that, that track to, to be placed in sync licensing. Do you try to clear all the rights so you're a one-stop, meaning that the supervisor can just come to you and not have to go to all different stops around town for publishing and all the multiple songwriters that might be on it and the master rights from the label. Are you acting as a one-stop or do you only represent the rights and clear the rights uh, for the companies that you're partnering with? We have both. Um, And we just kind of no, we we kind of like tag everything on disco if it's like one stop or easy and what the pub info is. And actually, if you are a musician and you do want to get your stuff synced or somebody representing it, it's really good to have all that all of that information like ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. You'd be surprised by how many people just don't. And then we have a clearing team that helps clear it. So if there is a bunch of people that they have to reach out to to clear it for pub they'll do that we mostly handle creative um but there are certain times where a supervisor will be like we just want one stops and easy clears and so it is essentially easier i would say to place songs that are one stop and easy but Mm -hmm. um we don't only operate as like one stop 
Got it. And when it comes to the pitching uh, process, and when you do get these briefs from music supervisors or ad agencies, and they say, we want songs that are ominous and spooky, or the songs that kind of to replace a Sophie Tucker song, something that sounds like that. Um, do you pitch playlists? Do you send them your entire ominous and spooky playlist? Or do you pitch individual songs in, in most of your pitches? We create new playlists for every brief that we get. So everything okay. is like tailored specifically to that brief. Um, but we will look back on other briefs and also pull from there. So it's like we're constantly like cataloging the music that we get and then making new playlists from that cataloging. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, it brings yeah. us joy. It brings us joy if it's a brief that's a lot like one we just got. So then we can just pull from the one we just did. Mm. But, you know, we're always getting new records and stuff. So every few weeks we got to update them anyway. Mm. So, you know, we don't a lot of the catalog stuff that doesn't change. You know, like I'm in charge of uh, the 90s pitches in the early 2000s and the 80s or whatever. It's not like we're getting a ton of new stuff on that. So that's kind of that kind of recycles its way without changing much. But uh, but we work with Omnivore Records and they keep on uh uh, getting us a bunch of new stuff from the seventies and eighties. So that doesn't even really hold. So, but you know, the, the joy is if we can just crush a few in a row, cause we just mm -hmm. did them for somebody else. Yeah. You know. When you do start working with, um, new artists you're excited about or new partners, new labels or publishing companies, and they have new releases and they either, they want to prioritize or you want to prioritize them, or you kind of, want to um put this artist forward or the a song you're really excited about is there an opportunity to do that is there a way that you're able to put these new exciting new songs or new artists on supervisors uh radars or does it not really work that way and you're more reactive than proactive um, we definitely, we send out mailers a lot of the time, if it's an album that we're really excited about, or if it's something that we're really excited about. And we know like a supervisor in particular works with hip hop and it's like a hip hop mm. album. We'll just send them an email and be like, you should really check this out. It could be great for X, Y, Z. Um, so it's a little bit of both, but we, okay. we do try to get supervisors in on the things that like are high priorities and, and stuff that we've recently signed that we really love. Um, so it's not just playlisting. We don't just wait for briefs to come to us. We're also okay. like being proactive, like you said. Yeah, we were really excited. We got a new Mogwai song the other day and we were just like, hey, let's send it out. And then we sent it out with a, you know, a contest. Uh, anyone who draws a picture of Mogwai or sends us a brief gets a free copy of the album. And, nice. uh, you know, we got a couple of both. So it was, that was kind it of, worked. You know, that's, it worked, <laughs> you know, that's fine. And it keeps, yeah. And that's, you know, and that's, that's for our own sanity. Yeah. You know, Cause you know, getting supervisors to draw pictures of, you know, draw pictures of themselves on stage jamming with Mogwai. It was kind of fun. So, you know, it keeps us, you know, it keeps us, it keeps us entertained. Cause you right. know, this, the whole thing with pitching and, uh, you know, what we do, you know, it's not that serious, you know, I mean, it's people get really stressed out and <laughs> people get really freaked out about it, but no one's going to die if we don't get them their brief and, sure. you know, and bands should never, 
never ever based their whole career on licensing you know it is still very much a it happens you know because your song is good mm-hmm. and and if it doesn't happen and isn't because your song isn't good it just isn't really working for licensing mm-hmm. and that's a you know that's a hard message to get across to bands without hurting their feelings or let alone grumpy managers or things like that but you know so yeah drawing contest i recommend mm-hmm. it i think we'll probably do it again i love that that's so creative and it breaks up the day for sure um now it's sure it's it's uh not life or death but there's a lot of money on the line and um can you speak to that because i don't I don't think a lot of people really understand what some of these upfront sync fees look like. Um, can you just talk about what you're seeing these days when it comes to, uh, you know, TV shows versus trailers for either TV trailers or movie trailers versus commercials? Yeah. Lyle, do you want to do it? Nah. No, it just make okay. me sad. I mean, honestly, it is kind of sad. And it is something that uh, we have sort of watched change, I think, in like the past like three years. Mm. Um, TV and, and movies just aren't giving or aren't offering that much money as they used to, which is, you know, something that's a bummer to explain to artists that are maybe more of an indie sound because they aren't going to be synced for ads that often. Um, Mm. Ad budgets are still pretty great, but because so much of ad stuff now is like on social media, a lot of budgets will kind of try to make, make it seem like it's like, well, it's not going to be on national television. So it should be like cut in half. And so budgets have, um, kind of plummeted in like the past year. Can you give me a ballpark range of what you're talking about just to give some perspective and reference what you mean by it used to be great. They plummeted. What what are the numbers, the ranges we're talking about here? I feel like a really good example of this would be like, I remember when I first started in sync, which was about like three years ago, um, Mm -hmm. a good, like a standard TV placement would probably be around like 10 K. And now a standard TV placement is like around 5 K. And we're talking so, all in. That's both. Sides. Yeah. And that's like okay. all in. And so now when it's um, when it is 10K, we're like, wow, that's really that's they have a great budget, you know, so it's mm. it's definitely changed. OK. Um. So like Lyle said, being a musician, you shouldn't. I know that a lot of musicians are really like eager and they're like, oh, I can make the money through sync. It's just it's not what it used to be. And I also mm. think that is because there's so much more content out there, too. Yeah. And so many artists are like, there's, I feel like there's just more music as well. Cause so many people have access to Spotify or have like at home studios. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, if you're not going to want to do it for 5k, we'll find someone who will, uh, um, which is sort of like a bleak thing, but it's kind yeah. of the reality. And to make things even worse, um, if you can believe it can get even worse. Uh, a lot of the majors are just, letting um, soups have music for free because they just want the publicity. You know, they just want the, because it drives your numbers, right? If you get a good placement, it can maybe make your Spotify numbers look better. So you got to understand not to pull grandpa on here, but when I, when Bank Robber started, uh, we were getting 15K aside for a major network show. And we would get, I don't know, five songs in a, 10 songs in a season, you know, cause the seasons wow. were like 23 episodes. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, there were some shows that we were just crushing it with and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, buying so many helicopters, you know, it was just, you know, I mean, I mean, it was, you know, yeah. and it was just, it was just very natural, you know, it's just like, Oh, this is sick. And at the time, major labels weren't playing that game at all. Right. They weren't even lowering their fees or major publishers. So we were kind of coming in, even if we were getting 30 K all in, mm-hmm. we were still lower than the majors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the, the supervisors, many of which I'm still friends with, who were fans of independent music, were like, "Oh yeah, this is great. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's book these bands and get these bands some hits." And mm-hmm. at the same time, when I would go out to LA and do meetings, some of the studios were like, "We've never had anyone from an independent label show up before." So mm-hmm. you know, it was very exciting times because mm-hmm. um, you know we were, it was uh, new to a lot of the soups. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and also new to the bands. Sure. So the bands weren't like counting on this stuff to happen. Right. But, you know, so, but then eventually the labels got hit. Major labels got hip to it. They started bringing their fees down. They started doing pre cleared compilations. You know, like, wow. like 10 years ago, they would send out CDs still and pre cleared songs that they can use for any fees. Hmm. And, you know, we can't beat that. We're, uh, right. you know, our labels are babies. And we are a commission-based company. You know, I mean, it's all, that's not how it goes, you know? Mm. So, I mean, that's not how the game is played. They kind of cheat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so major labels still suck. I Yeah, that's not in question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they've always sucked. They still suck. But uh, this is actually very surprising. This is the first time I'm hearing that major labels are giving their songs away for sync for free uh is not that... all of them it's a it's a okay. you know i'm not saying once in you know, a while. i have friends and once you know i'm saying that if they have a priority artist what i've heard is like they'll be sending it out being like okay please use this for free you know you, gotcha. know, you can have this for wow. free you know not it's not an across the board thing they're not doing that to all their bands but if they I'm got assuming... something they want to hit yeah, I'm, I'm assuming still the, the top tier A-list prior, uh, artists are, they're not giving Beyonce songs being able to Oh, no, no, I'm saying to break the baby band. Okay, sorry. baby bands. And like, and we're in baby band land, right? We work yes. with small bands. So they kind of like crowded our field and said, oh, they've got baby bands? Well, our baby bands are free. Yeah. So right. like, I'm like, you know, no, no, they're not giving Dojo Cat. Sure. Sorry, I wasn't clear about that. No, no, that makes sense. And then um, I'm assuming it works. uh, Well, maybe not. I mean, you know, MFN, Most Favored Nations, was such a big thing before where uh, when we talk about, you said like 15K aside, and just for people that don't know what that means, it's like there's the publishing side, which you have to clear with the publishers of, uh, who represent the songwriters of the song, and then there's the record label side or the, whoever represents the the master rights. Um, and so that's usually when we say aside, that's, there's there's a certain amount of money that's given, uh, paid for the license fee for the publishing side, and there's a certain amount of money that's for the licensee fee on the master side. Typically, it's the same, but not always. And the MFN clause, Most Favorite Nation clause, usually when it comes to majors, they're like, I'll do it for whatever the other side negotiates. If they negotiate higher, we'll match that side, but I don't want to be anything lower. But are you seeing where the publishers might say, we can't go lower than 20 grand, uh, 20K for this, but the baby band label is like, you know what? We're just giving it away because we want this band to get some more streams on Spotify. Real 
quick, I want to let you know about Two Lost. Two Lost is a new distribution company to the space. And let me tell you, I am very impressed with them. I, I got a full deep dive demo with the founder. And yeah, they're very innovative. And when you come into the distribution space at this stage with how crowded it is, you better be innovative. And they are. Yes, they will get your music out to Spotify, Apple Music, all the places, plus 450 other outlets around the world. They do not take a commission. This is why 300,000 artists and labels have already used them. They've already distributed 7 million songs. They offer payment splitting, and they don't charge your collaborators for this service, for the payment splitting. They will just pay your collaborators directly for free. They have publishing administration with BMG, so you know it's legit. A lot of distributors have... have fallen into trouble with using some other uh, less than legit pub admin services. Well, Two Loss is partnered with BMG. You know it's legit. They offer instant royalty advances. Uh, this is something that's very cool. And if you have historical streaming data and you need just a bulk payment up front, they can see how much your music has earned in the past. I'm like, all right, we think we know what you're going to earn in the next three years. Here's a check for a hundred grand or whatever it will be. And you can just click a button and you get that distributed and um, into your account immediately. They do lyrics and credits distribution for free. They have a very innovative analytics platform where, yes, you will see real-time analytics for Spotify, Apple Music, but also Pandora, Deezer, SoundCloud, and Peloton. They're the only ones that do Peloton. Uh, They also have a service where you can search the internet wherever your music is being used And it will just show you a chart of everywhere, every TikTok video, everywhere, every YouTube video, everywhere your music is possibly being used. I've never seen this before. That was very cool. They'll register with SoundExchange. And they have a fraud prevention tool. And they're doing fraud prevention. So if you're worried about your music, you know, getting a bot attack or something like that and getting ripped down, which we've seen is a big issue, uh, they have fraud prevention tools that are better than most other distributors that I have seen. Check out Two Lost. You can just go to twolost.com. Use the promo code Ari's Take for three months free and try them out. Let them know what you think. Yeah, that happens. That definitely does happen. Okay. It really depends on the publisher. Like if there are major mm. publishers attached, um, mm. they will put their foot down. And then most of the time, it's not even the exposure that the labels want. It's just the the artist. Like the artist needs money. You know. Mm. Um, and so it's usually the, the label being like, we just need to get this, this guy some money. Sure. Um, because especially after the pandemic, nobody was touring and, and I think people were a little eager to make a buck. I mean, we, uh, we always, if we're working with a major publisher on an artist, we will always try to hold to MFN mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it, uh, it, of course, but the MFN to all songs in the movie or all songs in the TV show, that's all gone very much away. You know, that's definitely not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but, you know, I mean, sometimes we'll be like, all right, this is a garbage fee. What is everyone else getting? You know, yeah. is everyone getting garbage? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. And they'll be like, well, except for, you know, the who, everyone's mm-hmm. getting garbage. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. Whatever, who is it? Maybe is it, you know, is it Mac? You know? <laughs> maybe it's on a bad record. And maybe they right. shouldn't get better, better money for face dances. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's just, um, yeah, so it's it just, that's just how the climate is, though. But yeah, if mm-hmm. we're working, 
we try not to work with that many artists that have major publishers because they can slow down the process. Sure. You know, part of the uh, insanity of the past few years is that uh, everybody wants songs right away. Everybody mm -hmm. wants things cleared right away. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a crazy one on Saturday this week. I mean, it's just like, mm. if it was bad before the pandemic, now that since everyone knows that you're home and no one goes to offices all the time, people are just killing you. Like right before the meeting started, someone's oh. like, I need something tonight. And I was like, oh, I'm doing this damn thing until <laughs> seven and I want to yeah. eat dinner and I'm not, you know, I want to watch the basketball game. I don't want to <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah. you know, but that's, but that's, you know sure. that's a, a complaint but not really i mean i'm yeah. glad to have the work and i'll gladly yeah. do it it just seems that people have kind of uh you know thrown all the rules out the window what about yeah. on the commercial side kyra you mentioned that uh commercial fees are still competitive i would say so yeah like i mentioned before it does get a little low when people are um kind of like just trying to have it on Instagram or like exist sure. on like TikTok. They sort mm -hmm. of, they like think that it should be less because it's a social platform, but that's yeah. sort of like all we see now, you know, like right. nobody has cable TV anymore. So it is, right. it does reach just as wide of an audience. Um, so I feel like the, the budgets should correlate, mm -hmm. but they sometimes don't. And what are we talking in terms of uh, the ranges here? I feel like ads are sort of all over the place, but right now I would say a, a good budget for an ad mm -hmm. is still like a hundred K plus. Okay. And then we've been seeing as low as like, I don't know, like five K five K for like yeah, an yeah. Instagram ad, which is wow, like, yeah. we, yeah, that just, I, it's just not yeah. fair to the artist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it is really, insane that they're like well this is a new platform and therefore it is not being i guess their reasoning is it's not seen as much but i think people are seeing instagram ads more than they're seeing because you're forwarding through the you know the, the tv ads but when yeah. that when that ad comes on for Spanx for me all the time, <laughs> you know, I can't get it off the damn screen. I'm what like, are you oh, searching? Like? I don't know. I'm like, Stop it. like, get rid of your dad bod. I'm like, I know enough already. I'm it's like constantly in my feed. So whoever put the song in the dad bod jam should get a lot of, a lot of guilt for that thing. It's constant, but they're not, yeah, they're not seeing it that way. We just, we just got hit with a couple today, honestly, of mm -hmm. just, Instagram only, and we're going to pay you, you know, three cents. And we're like, right. wow, you know, yeah. this is getting more views than a lot of the shows, I think, that are being seen on some right. of the obscure networks. There's so many networks Definitely. now, right? Yeah. You know, people aren't watching all these damn shows, right. you know, and uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, that. do you have any recourse other than withholding the songs, because like you said, there's so much music out there. There are now, I'm sure, Lyle, you'll be the first to say, even the sync agency space has started to become flooded. I mean, uh, there's so many more sync licensing standalone companies now than there were probably when you started 15, 20 years ago. Uh, I mean, what what is your recourse? What are you able to do to kind of try to inch these these rates up or or... Is that just the reality in the nature of the beast? Drinking helps. Yeah, I mean, it's really uh, a <laughs> look. I mean, bank robber, 
we don't have a lot of hits. You know, we don't have recognizable. We don't have big bands. We have M83. They put out an album eight years ago, you know, and that was, we were banging for that. We were getting all the big fees. We were getting yep. all the money and I'm things sure. were great, you know, but you know, nine, that's one release out of nine gajillion that we have. So mm-hmm. we don't really have a lot of legs to stand on. You know, yep. we were like, we have the best bands, we have the best music, but uh, you know, I think a lot of these companies that are, you know, have, you know, recognizable hits, you know, like if you're pitching Dojo Cat now, you're, you're winning all the placements and uh, you can charge whatever you want, mm. you know, but uh, you know, we, we're just not in that, that sphere, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so what we, you know, it became a volume game for us. We're just like, mm. Oh fuck. We just have for every, we got to get, okay. Three placements for every one that we used to get. And now there's more content. So it doesn't really work. It didn't really mm-hmm. add up, but all we can do is just make it a, a bulk game for us. Like we're going to mm-hmm. do all the pitches. We're going to try to get all the placements we can and, uh, you know, diversify the lineup. But, sure. uh, you know, I mean, the big band, you know, Harry Styles, you know, you, you need some placement help. Come on over, dude. Right. You know, it's just, <laughs> sure. you know, uh, well, Taylor, and that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have all of the connections. I mean, you've been doing this uh, long enough where I'm assuming, you know, all the all of the music supervisors in the space, uh, everyone that I've spoken to, bank robber is always at the top of their list. I mean, you're reputable and known in the space. Like bank robber is the one of these sync agencies that is respected across the board and 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 is known. Which kind of brings me to my next question: is and when artists are thinking about, well, should they go about pitching themselves to music supervisors? What would you tell them as to why they should work with a sync agency or pitch themselves? What, what's your well, advice? They the, the, the thing is, the soups get too many emails. They're not going to mm-hmm. open the email, you know. So that's, you know, that's the, you know, if you want to pitch yourself, knock your socks off. But uh, Harry Styles. But I mean, it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just not going to get opened, you know. Right. Right. And um and so, you know, look, I get it. I mean, bands don't want to, you know, it's a, we're not, the bands aren't making a lot of money. They don't want to give any of the money up. The labels don't want to give any of the money up since the money's dropped so much. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, we spin around and around with these conversations, but mm-hmm. if you want your songs to be heard by the supervisors, you gotta, you gotta pay somebody to do it, you know? Yep. And, uh, even if you're, uh, uh, you know, a big you know a big label you got to have at least somebody you know repping your shit and if you're a big mm-hmm. band and you're like all of a sudden like oh my god now we're putting out our own stuff through cd baby you know you're still gonna have, you need somebody to do the work yeah you know the, the bands don't know how to do this stuff and when you mentioned you have to pay somebody to do that can you just break down the business model uh we haven't covered this yet break down the business model of uh sync agents and how they operate well, I think they're all different, right, Kyra? I mean, they yeah. all kind of do a different thing. There, well, does, everything, yeah. everyone has different contracts, and okay, and it, and the, the, but basically, I guess it. So we represent a whole catalog of artists, mm-hmm. and we'll take like a percentage of the um, fee. Is the upfront sync fee. Yeah, of the upfront yeah. sync fee. Yeah, but a majority of it goes to the artist and the label. Mm-hmm. 
do you have a range or is it a standard contract? What are we talking when you say you take a, a percentage of commission? Uh, we, we try to do generally 25%. I mean, okay. that's great. So, you know, uh, and that's what I would say to anyone watching. If you got anyone who's coming at you and they want to take 50% or any of that garbage, you know, tell them to sod off. You know, that's, that's a, that's criminal. And also, I mean, I think there's some agencies that, uh, some pitch companies that go on retainer, that kind of thing. Uh, oh, I've never heard wish, of that before. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can't figure out how to make that work or, uh, you know, and, um, so there are a few different ways the model works. You know, mm -hmm. some companies are very, we're exclusive because we don't like to pitch against other companies that are pitching mm -hmm. the same record. And then you have to fight with this, the, the band over who gets paid. Um, a lot of artists don't understand that they feel like they, the more pitching agents they have, the better. Mm. I don't understand that. It doesn't, that's not how you do radio. That's not how you do publicity. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're not hiring multiple people in those fields. So why would you do that in, in this one? Uh, well, just to break that down a little bit. Time. Yeah, no. And that, I mean, that's a really important point as to the exclusive, non-exclusive conversation we have a lot. And, and artists are very confused by that. But just to uh, clarify what you're saying with that is if let's say uh, Jen Malone who is his music supervisor and she's working, let's say, the next season of Euphoria. And uh, Bank Robber comes to her and says, hey, I got the new Harry Styles. Uh, here it is. This is the new song. She's like, oh, this is great. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Universal also comes to her and is like, hey, we got the new Harry Styles. And she's like, wait a minute. I was just pitched this by Bank Robber. Who am I supposed to clear the rights with? Who who do I clear? And then you're both waving your hands like, no, 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 we have the rights. She's like, okay, this feels like a lawsuit waiting to happen. If I make a mistake here, I'm going to lose my job because me as a music supervisor, my job is dependent on I'm going to clear the rights appropriately and accurately. And so that's is, – is that is that kind of the, in line with what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it isn't it isn't that she is going to lose her job. It's just that we're not going to get paid like the ah, song will okay. clear. You know what I mean? Like, say we're working. OK, so say we have the new uh, we're just going to stick with Harry Styles and say okay. he's uh, he's <laughs> hired bank robber. He's hired kitchen sink. He's yeah. hired in your sink. He's hired, you know, all the sink companies. Yep. You know, sink a palooza. And we're all and we all sent them to Jen Malone. And Jen's yeah. like, oh, my God, four copies of the new Harry Styles. I mean, who, who do I send a request to? Mm -hmm. And she's going to go, OK, I'm going to send it to this guy, and uh, you know, Sinkapalooza. But I'll hear that Sinkapalooza got the license. And the thing is, I can't get mad at Jen, you know, that she's just doing her gig and she just needs the song cleared. But I got to get paid. So I have to talk to Sinkapalooza and go like, dude, what the heck? Yeah. I was on this too. And I sent it to her as well. Why are you getting the bread? Uh, and and sometimes you even have to go back to the supervisors and supervisors do not want to be involved in that because she might be best friends with Sinkapalooza. Uh -huh. And she doesn't want to bum him out either. Somebody's yeah. going to lose. Mm. So I don't want to get in the middle of that mess at all. Mm -hmm. So if you're coming at me, Harry, 
and you want us to represent your record, it's going to be, you know, you're going to be exclusive. So, exclusive. yeah. That makes sense. So can you can you explain, and I don't know how much experience you have uh, with music libraries, but can you explain the difference between libraries and exclusive, like I would say non-exclusive libraries and exclusive sync agencies like Bank Robber? You got that one, Kyra? Yeah, I feel, I mean, I don't have a ton of experience with libraries, but I do know what they are. And I would just say that I feel like libraries are a little bit more made for sync or not as like how do i say this they're just not like they're not created by people who are making music and then deciding that they want it to possibly be in uh film or tv or commercials it's just mm -hmm. kind of like this like massive database that exists mm -hmm. solely for people to use to sync and yeah, it's uh, not that the, makes uh, any sense. Yeah, it's not the it's not your top tier. You know, you're a you're a jingle punk. You know, you're writing songs for placement, and uh, you know you're gonna get paid a flat fee mm -hmm. by the by the jingle punk. I don't know if they're still a thing, honestly. So, but I was saying like those people are are on higher. Those are hired composers and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like we have a library that we've put together and it's basically just jams of songs by bands, the bands that they don't want anymore, you know, mm -hmm. or that kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of bottom feeder in that regard financially. Like you don't want your songs in that library. Yeah, I mean, you do. You know, if you know, you'll get some scratch, but maybe. But it's mm -hmm. it's pre-cleared. It's, um, you know, you got so if, uh, you know, if you know hitler wants to use your song you don't have the you can't say no you know it's like a pre-clear library for whatever uses hitler wants so you know that's uh, that's on you dude Did yeah you go ahead kyra it's kind of like the difference between like stock photos and like photography mm, that's a good yeah that's good yeah. that's good <laughs> all right thank you cool no that 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 that's a really great uh visual um right it's like do you want the guy that just goes like this and is smiling <laughs> that you see 20 times you know across in every advertisement or do yeah. you want like the dope photo of harry at the i don't know why we keep going back to harry at madison, <laughs> at madison square garden up close mm -hmm. sweating on the front row mm -hmm. that's not that's going to be a totally different use fee than this guy that yeah. uh, is exactly. being used across the board in every advertisement out there. That that's yeah. a yes. that's a good analogy. Um, that makes sense. Now going back to Hitler, um, because <laughs> why not? It, more opportunities yeah. to talk about Hitler, the better. Um, yeah. Frankly, yeah. So um, no, but but that makes me uh, that brings me to a question of do do you always ask your artists uh, if uh, but before you clear one of their songs in a placement? if they approve of it or do they have to pre-clear everything with you and say, we trust your judgment, even if it's going to, uh, you know, a controversial, uh, company or figure or something that's against their beliefs. Oh no. Everything runs by the band. We, we, okay. you know, we don't have, we don't have approval rights. Yeah. So, uh, they have to, you know, if they, you know, now look, if they want their song, like, okay. So say we get the request for Hitler mm -hmm. and we'll go, Hey guys, uh, hey Harry, 
Hitler wants to use uh, your jam in one of his spots. Uh, we're not too psyched on this, but what do you think? Harry might go, you know, I'm really broke. I need to, <laughs> I need to do the Hitler commercial. So I'm going to say yes. And uh-huh. we'll, you know, I mean, there's been times, you know, like we, we had a song like BP, you know, you know, they just, it was a the few years ago, but you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're trash and they polluted <laughs> they they spilled all over all this oil in the ocean and uh, mm-hmm. they, and they wanted to do a rebranding mm-hmm. and they used one of our songs and we were like oh my god and but the artist is like oh my god i'm so broke so mm-hmm. you know and it, 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 it it's gotten a lot better sure. i think initially like 15 years ago bands were getting crapped on for doing ads and stuff but uh you know I, I think people understand it more now, you sure. know, I mean, there's definitely not, you know, you know, if the Supreme, the bad guys on the Supreme court want to license a Harry song, you know, <laughs> to promote themselves as being dope, <laughs> uh, you know, that could be problematic, you know, right. But, right. uh, most of the bands, you know, it, it's, it, you know, there's a very few companies, you know, McDonald's, yeah, you know, that kind of things that people are like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. do I want to do that? You know. Yeah. So No, that makes sense. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. Um in terms of the artists who are listening right now and let's say they want to work with Bank Robber, uh what is your recommendation uh for artists or let's say it's uh I mean, do you take on new artists very often? Do you take on direct unsolicited submissions? And if so, how do you recommend people submit to you to represent them? Yeah, we do. We actually, I really enjoy that we do listen to the demos that come through to us. I feel like Mm. a lot of companies don't, or they just kind of like ignore it. And we honestly listen to a lot of them, Mm. um, regardless of how bad or how good they are. And uh, I feel like, you know, it's really important to kind of like, tailor the email or the way that you're reaching out to this company to the company like if somebody emails info at bank robber i don't know if if we're gonna see it but if somebody like we somebody, do we do we yeah, do yeah, but yeah 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 I and we, it, yeah. we do listen to them but if somebody like emails me specifically and like yeah. figures out my email i'll probably mm-hmm. pay a little more attention to that um yeah. that artist and give them a little bit more of a listen but I think that cold emailing is uh, pretty successful. Like if we will listen to it. So I mean, you know, it, it it depends. You know, like we'll look at it and go, "Oh, look, it's." I'm not even going to say Harry Styles. I mean, you know, but we'll just say yeah. like, "Oh, look, this might be something we need." I mean, we do, especially to the info address. We get a ton of emails, and uh, you know, I think AJ kind of or Johnny, one of the cats, vets them. You know, mm. and then. Uh, then the, we have a four uh, person creative team and we vote, mm-hmm. you know, cause you shouldn't have the 57 year old white guy deciding what the music should be that we're working with anymore. You know, I mean, I would only sign bands that sound like cheap trick and the clash, you know, and that's <laughs> definitely not what we need right now. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you know, and I think, you know, if it's like electro female electro pop, I'll be like, I don't know what do you, it sounds okay to me, you know, yeah. a trap hop or whatever robot 
rock that I don't understand <laughs> that well. You know, it's just like somebody tell me, yeah. you know, I mean, I know through the briefs what we need. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if people are looking at their, like if you're like a 50 year old white guy that plays rock and you look at our website and you think you're better than any of the bands that we work in that genre. Okay. Bring it on. But I think there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said for people like other companies need that. Mm. Like look at the other companies. They right. are, they need that. They need rock. You know, they mm. need, they need that stuff. It's like, we don't need it that much. So, and I'm, you know, yeah. So I like when somebody's like, "Hey, you know, we're from, you know, Mars, and we sing in Swahili, and you know, and it's like, oh shit, we need that Mars rap music really bad. Mm. So that's uh, they've actually done some work to see what our company might need. So well, that that was my next question. What is the perfect email pitch, and what we, what do you like to see? Uh, in a cold reach out email and what would be the ideal pitch from, from an artist? I feel like so many times when I get or pitches through emails, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, we sound exactly like these bands that you guys have Mm. and we'd be great on your roster too. And it's like, okay, well, we already have these bands. Like Lyle was saying, it's really awesome when somebody just kind of has done their research and is like, this is what we sound like. Nobody ever really says like, we could fill in the gaps, but they're like, this is what we sound like. Uh-huh. We would love to work with you. We love that you represent these bands. So it's like, mm. okay, they know about our company, but they also are doing their own thing. Yeah. Like, and you know, basic rock, if you like, I mean, we don't use those terms, but yeah. you know, if they're coming at us and they go, we sound like ABBA meets black Sabbath, we'll be like, Hmm, let's listen to that fucking shit. Yeah. Cool. And if they put a dog picture with it, great. But do not send uh, uh, downloadable music. Thank yeah. you. you know, that, no. It's got to be streaming. My fucking computer cannot take it. You know, it's yeah. just like just streaming link. Do your homework. You know, fucking figure out how to send the song streaming. Yeah. You know? And get it on disco. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Get it on disco. Is, yeah, that'd be super that'll dope. That'll put you way ahead. Yeah. Like, yeah. I always notice those ones. Yeah. Yeah, and then and, and if you're like I write the songs or you know, I wrote all these songs with my cousin and he's signed to Sony, you know, mm-hmm. you should say that up front. Like we mm-hmm. are looking for one stop, you know, mm-hmm. we are looking for the easy clear stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um so that that's very important when they come at us. Like, oh yeah, my stuff's easy clear, you know, and look if you're just doing shit on your computer and you're not doing gigs and you just think you're blowing up and you have like four followers on Spotify, you know, maybe don't send it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of our time, our job is breaking the bands that our labels have signed. You know what I mean? Like no one knows a lot of these bands. Mm-hmm. And if you're not even really band rock, like if you're just hobby rock, you know, we're we're not hobby rock. This is our full time gig. Give us something yeah. that you're really committed to, you know that you really you know. Don't try to do ten genres just because you think you're going to get more placements. Mm. Just do what you you know. All the bands that crush with sync aren't writing songs to the sad doctor scene. Mm. They're just writing great songs mm-hmm. and they win, you mm. know. And it's like, do not think about that stuff. It drives us absolutely nuts. Mm. We are happy to lead artists that we work with. What do we need? You know what we need? We need fucking holiday Christmas songs. Come on, people. 
bring us bring us your <laughs> hanukkah songs and christmas songs because every year starting in may wow. people want new christmas songs okay and all our bands are like oh my god no more i can't do another christmas song so find your public domain jams and do some mm, now, but nice. yeah so anyway but, but with the bands that are sending us their shit you know believe in your you know if you're a real band and you're crushing it yeah great but if you're if you're you know your dad and you're just like oh i think this song will work really great you know it's like dude yeah come on alan do not fucking follow up we really do <laughs> if we're not writing you it means like no news is bad news or whatever oh, you know hey. it's like it's like come the fuck on dude three emails i got it I, oh, I got your demo you know what i don't like it i don't want to write that yeah yeah okay no that's very you know, helpful it makes me feel bad yeah <laughs> you know, i was like oh man i just crushed this guy's dream yeah of being yeah. In, the, in the hitler documentary <laughs> what the fuck is this guy gonna do how's he gonna get through so, amazing you know. amazing uh this has been so helpful uh thank you both so much um i have one final question that i ask everyone who comes on the show kyra i'll start with you um what does it mean to you to make it in the new music business um i think that it mostly means you should probably like keep up with every everything changing so rapidly and so quickly but have integrity with the music that you make mm. um continue to make music because you like it not because you want it to be synced and that doesn't always necessarily mean that things will happen for you but it, it's way more rewarding to make um music that you believe in than something soulless just to make a dollar mm. and uh make the industry work for you in ways that you want it to awesome wow. Fuck, that was good <laughs> no damn uh you know yeah i mean look i'm a musician first right you know mm -hmm. uh and uh so it drives me a little nuts uh seeing like what these what is going on with the level of making it you know as you said mm -hmm. it's like i guess everyone has their own bars but comparing yourself to what everyone else is doing especially now is just insanity hmm. you know so if you're in a band or you're writing jams uh kind of like Kyra said and kind of how I still manage to play music is you just got to still enjoy it. Mm. You know, then you're really making it like if it becomes a chore and you're hating it and you're on, you know, and it's hard. I mean, it's tough. You know, it's really tough booking your own gigs and, you know, schlepping around the shows and stuff, but you still have to find the joy in that stuff. Like, I mean, I love playing gigs, so I'm happy to play them all the time. You know, I'll play in front of nobody and yeah. lose money but it's not a lot of people are like that a lot of mm. people are like oh i gotta i need a zillion dollar guarantee or i need to get signed to a label i mean that is just the that is just garbage you know mm. just put out you know make a fucking awesome album yeah. at least if, if nobody finds it at least you know you made the best fucking record you've made <laughs> yeah not some piece of, you know like oh yeah. i have asked my way through some garbage so i can try to get some placements and maybe a few followers on Instagram because I'm a, you know, I'm in the middle of trying to meet somebody. You know, it's like yeah. that's not that, that that's not the gig you're playing because you love it, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and uh, hopefully, and if you if you can't make it, hopefully you can get a job that you love, and that's the that's that 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 was the uh, 
uptick for me. It's like, I didn't make it as a musician, but Hey, I get to sit around and put songs in folders all day, kind of <laughs> you know? So that's, you know, so, you know, having the backup of like, you know, cause that you're going to make a living, especially now off being a band. Oy vey. Oy vey. I don't even know. If, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. You know, it is so rough right now. Yeah. So, you know, especially now with no touring and no gigs and no merch being sold and the whole thing, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's a nightmare, but yeah. yeah play the music, be psyched about it. Then awesome. you made it. Lyle Heisen, Kara Wendell, thank you so much. Bank robber. Awesome. Thank you. Guys. Thank you very much, dude. Man. Thanks, sorry. Today's episode was edited by Maxton Hunter, theme music by Brassroots District, and produced by all the great people at Ari's Take. So it is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a distribution service that can get your music into all the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram. Over a million artists have used DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I've used DistroKid to get my music out, distribute some of my songs. As you know, as I look into all of these distribution services, I test them out. And DistroKid is great. They offer a ton of features, annual fee unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. Check out districtkid.com.